we'll take care of it tomorrow. We'll finish it next week. This year will be the best year ever. We take every, every breath that we have for granted, unfortunately. And I'm not saying that in a bad way to crush people, because I'm the same way. I, I set my alarm for this morning to not giving it a second thought whether it would go off or whether I would be breathing when it did. I'm going to challenge you this morning that out of the book of Romans, and if you've got your Bibles, let's go to Let's go to Romans chapter 11. I'm going to just read a few verses and I just want to talk to you for a moment before we do communion. But Romans chapter 11, starting at verse 33, it says, Oh, the depths of the riches, both of wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgment and his ways past finding out. <laughs> He's basically saying you're not going to find out his ways. They're, they're past finding out. <laughs> How unsearchable are his judgments. It, it basically means that you're just going to waste time. How deep is his wisdom and knowledge? You ever considered this is who we're talking about? When we, when we talk about God, we're talking about a God that, that has no beginning, that has no end. And he's wiser than the wisest. Goes on to say, for who has known the mind of the Lord? Now, he, now he's questioning. You could probably say it like this. Do I know the mind of the Lord? Or who has become his counselor? Have you ever considered, because we all needed some counseling sometime in our life. Have you ever considered that God needs no counsel? Or who is the first given to him? Do you think you give to God first? Or did he give to you first? And it shall be repaid to him. I wonder how many of us in our Christian walk have thought at some time or another that we're repaying God. You know, I think a lot of people fall off of Christianity because they, they find themselves empty because they're wanting to give back and, and desperately wanting to give back. But they soon find out that no matter what they do, it never feels as though it's enough. So then they begin to consider that, why even bother? Don't you know the enemy will play on pure thoughts too? For of him and through him and to him 
are all things. To whom be glory forever. Amen. Paul goes right into chapter 12. And he says, I beseech you, therefore. We're seeing therefore again. That means something has taken place before I'm talking now. He says, I beseech you, therefore. Therefore what? Have you considered everything that we just talked about? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Have you ever thought that you got it? Come on. Be honest with the preacher on Christmas morning. Have you ever thought that you got it? Man, I finally, I finally done it. Got that promotion, got that raise, I finally kicked it. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. But think soberly with a right mind. As God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. I'll stop there. Paul's saying, I beseech you for, I beseech you therefore, brethren, to present yourself. Your bodies as a living sacrifice. And I never really understood that until I saw this this morning because of therefore. So I had to go back. What's therefore? See, we don't, we don't offer up God a gift that hasn't already been given. Let me repeat it. You can't offer God anything that he hasn't already given you. Everything come through him. The love that you have for others, it come through him. It didn't, it's not yours. He said, by the mercies of God. This means that God give you, by mercy... Things that you didn't deserve, but he still chose to give. You didn't give to him first. So what does this mean, Pastor? This means this, that whatever present that we offer to God, we're offering in return. You can't go to church on Sunday on Christmas and think you've got it together. 
He give you the breath and the means to do it. You are giving a gift to God as a response to his mercy. You're his presence. Everything that you have, the breath you breathe, the money you've earned, the health, all of it, it was his. And he'd give it to you. And now Paul is saying, now because of that, because of the mercies of God, I'm asking that you should present yourself a living sacrifice. Not, not out of earning position with God. Because that's where we get tied up. We try to earn position with God. So we'll come to church on Sunday, on Christmas Day. And we think we've done our due diligence. We didn't worship a tree. We didn't worship gifts. We, good for you. Did you come to earn his love? Or did you come to respond to the love that he's already given you? What gift do you have for him? If I was to ask you this morning, who, who would participate? I'm not talking this morning, Pastor. Ain't no way. You're not getting me in the middle of it. What's the best gift? And don't get Christian with me. If you get religious with me, I'm going to smoke you. What's the best gift that you could offer God today? Don't. Some of you want to say it. Myself. Don't. Stop. What's the best gift that you have to give to God today? If, you, if money wasn't the object and you could do whatever you wanted to do, what gift would you give to God today? Okay, fine. Y'all aren't going to participate. A, a Lamborghini. See? Stop. That, not everybody's been saved, right? We'd get him a Lambo. Gold one. Get him a Harley. Come on, if money wasn't the object, I mean, come on. You didn't think this hard about what you were giving your kids for Christmas today. What, what would you give him today? What do you think that would possibly be the best gift that you could ever give him? Huh? Time? Is that what you would offer your kids? Would that be the best gift that you could ever give? Yeah. Anybody else? Y'all don't want to do this, do you? Y'all don't want to participate. A non-participatory church. We could think of, if I left you alone... And you didn't think that somebody else would hear you say something. I don't want them. You could write me a million things on a piece of paper. What you would give God. I mean, the wise men, they thought of gifts. Gold, frankincense. But wait, there's myrrh. Never mind. 
she missed it. Even the wise men brought him something. But is that what he wants? Now, I'm not, I ain't got nothing against giving. I have absolutely nothing against giving. So if you want to give me something, meet me at the back door and you're right in my face. That's not right. Everything that we have that we could possibly offer up to God comes from him anyway. You know the only thing that's not his? Well, you better stop preaching. Free will. It's not his. He will not manipulate you to do it. He will not force you to do it. It's your will. Paul's saying, don't you give up your bodies. He's not talking about laying up here and letting somebody cut you with a knife and letting you bleed. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying present your bodies. Why? Because that's the best thing that you have that you could ever possibly give God. And it's given him in response to what he's pulled you out of. Anybody ever had the mercy of God pass by your front door? Boy, y'all are weak this morning. Can I tell you that God's mercy passed by your door today? And it'll pass by your door tomorrow. Because with every new day, his mercies are renewed. Well, I'm glad he operates on a full tank of gas with me. Because there's some days I'll probably run him three quarters dry. But God's asking us to present ourselves. It's the best present we have. Now, I'm not talking about being religious and all of that and just ooh, floating around. I'm not asking for that. God wants you to, he wants your heart. That's what he wants. But he's not asking for anything that he hasn't already given. Well, could you imagine... Well, we are the church. We are the bride. He is the groom. We like married folk. Because what you give isn't good enough. You ever been there? The best that you gave wasn't good enough. Man, you worked hard. You stayed up late. You didn't just so others could. But the best you had wasn't good enough. Can you imagine if Jesus looked at you and said that ain't good enough?
wonder how many times he looks at us on a daily and says, it's not good enough. Because all we want to do is give him praise. 30 minutes of church, two minutes of prayer, 15 seconds of gratitude or assistance. We think we've done something. God's going, I want you to know I love you. Are you willing to give him everything that he's already given you? See, it's, it's hard to talk about stuff like this because people will take, him, will, will take religion and we try to stuff that in that message. Okay, so I'll start tithing and I'll start giving offering and I'll go to church now on Wednesday too, not just Sunday. I won't just wait for Christmas or Easter. I'll go every Wednesday or every Sunday. See how, see how people will take that and just turn that right into a religious act? And God's looking at you and going, that's not good enough. It's your gifts to him. What's the best gift? You could muster up to give to God today. And that's where that one thought came to me. If you were the only gift that God opened today, would he be delighted or would he be disappointed? Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about God opening you up? I want to see you today. And he starts to peel your paper. I wonder how many of us have something tucked away in our box that he would be delighted in. I'm sure we've got something. I mean, come on. Let's, let's, let's use a big box like a sanctuary. Over in that corner over there, in that dark corner, we've got something good. Everything else, not so good. But over there, so we've all got something. So I'm not trying to just, I ain't trying to crucify you this morning. I just want you to get to thinking about what is it that God's opening on his birthday. If today be that day, what's God opening up today? What did he see? Anger? Unforgiveness, bitterness, strife. What, what, did, what, what did he see when he opened you this morning? Paul's saying, I don't want you to get something like we would do it, because we got to date happy wives, happy wives, you know, all that. Sometimes I even wonder if that works. I love her anyway. But we'll try to get the best thing that we could possibly get. I mean, we take it over the top, men. If you didn't take it over the top, you got issues. If it ain't but one day a year, please make it a Christmas day that you... 
go over the top, and they have to call you and ask for more. I love her. That's why I did it. What can you offer God that would delight him? Did you wrap anything? Didn't wrap nothing, huh? Did you wrap anything? How about you? Did you wrap anything? You wrap something too? You wrap something too? How about you? You wrap something? Wonder what God sees when he opens it. See, some people will go through today and there's all there's this big smorgasbord of emotions. As bad as it sounds, some people will use today to delight themselves in their own arrogance. Look at what I did. I know, none of y'all, but people will actually do that. The greed and got to outgive mama. Got what, what did you get, mom? I don't know. What did you get, mom? Everybody's got to be better. You got some people's could be heartbroken today. Even if they get a gift that you and I would just be, whoa, they disappear. You've got some that are disappointed. got some that would be happy and we would look at it and be disappointed some is going to see though they're going to be mad well, why did you get them that you didn't get me that i'm getting in your christmas box this morning ain't I? we all have all these mixed emotions that we're trying to fight through and god's asking one thing of us He said, I loved you. John put it, for he so loved the world that he gave. Another scripture says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. See, all God is wanting us to do is just to respond in his action. The cause. The cause of our salvation was handled on the cross. Your acceptance is a response to the cause. Can you give what you have back to God truthfully, wholeheartedly, and know that what you just give him was your very best?
See, some of us sitting in here should be dead. But because of the mercies of God, we didn't die. And the best that we can give him, I'm going to pick on you, baby. And the best that we can give him is to tell our wife we love him once a week. It's the best that we can give him. The best that we can give him, Joe, is come to church on Sunday. It's the best we can give him. I mean, after all, I did sacrifice an hour of my time. And he died for you. You're born to die. Could you imagine that being yours? That's what you get to look forward to in life. You were born to die. That's what he did. We were born to live in him. But the best we can give him. We'll, we'll say Merry Christmas today. Paul's looking for your heart. Everything inside of you, that's what he wants. And it's not because you're a better person or a worse person than anybody else. Paul's saying give up you because he gave up him. Then Christmas doesn't matter, does it? Gifts doesn't matter. Christmas trees don't matter. The most perfect Christmas tree in the world. I, <laughs> it's like perfect. I mean, it's it's perfect. You ever seen a perfect Christmas tree? I'll take a picture of one today and I'll send it to you. It's a perfect Christmas tree. But I can tell you this too, there's probably anxiety that comes with it. Because everything has to be perfect. We have to be everything for everybody else. I'm a light in somebody's load this morning. You don't have to be everything for everybody else. Just be everything for him. Ooh. Boy, if we, if we could trim, if we could trim the fat a little bit. You just look at my belly again. If we, if we could trim the fat a little bit, how much easier would life be to live if all I'd done was focus on pleasing him? If I can make him happy. And see what you're not, some of the people are already snatching religion and trying to bring it right on into that message too. It ain't, oh, so now you ain't got time for nobody else. You just, that ain't, see, you're missing the whole thing. Because the Bible said that everything comes through him, by him, and in him. That means if I love him, guess what? I'm going to love her. It's going to be hard, but I will. Right? Are you with me? Come on, y'all wake up, please. If, 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 I will, if I will put my time and my devotion to him, 
he's going to have opportunities that he can flow through me in someone else. So that opens me up for that. So if I'm if I can focus there, and all I want to do is just make him happy. Don't let other people say, I can't believe you did that. Why did you do? Don't you let condemnation befall you from somebody else's nastiness. You do in your heart to him the best that you can do. And you let everything else lie where it may. Because one thing I'm learning, I ain't going to please everybody. I was meditating on that in there this morning, just going, God, just look at all the emotion that takes place on just one day of the year. Look at how much different emotions will be in one house. And then I started thinking, I went, man, you know, we've been pastoring for a little while. And I'm finding out that I can't please everybody. It's still hard sometimes. I don't want to make nobody mad. That's not my goal. My goal is not to run you away. My goal is to provoke you to go closer to him. But even when I can't please you, it still bothers me. And I have to go to him. And I've got to deal with it here. Because if I let everything else deal with me, or if I've got to deal with everything else, I'm done. I can't do it. Some of you don't like the way I dress. I don't care. I take it to him. Hey, Daddy, thanks for the shirt. Right? And it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. I'm just trying to tell you this. This one day that we put so much stress on, and it's all supposed to be about remembering him. Yeah, I know it's not his birth. I get it. Stop. It's just a day. Man. For the love of John, everybody for one second got together and said, okay, December 21st, good day for Christmas. Paul said, you know what? They might not be, they, some of them might be doing it for the wrong reasons, but just so the gospel is preached, it doesn't matter. That's what Paul said. They said, people preaching the gospel to try to take your seat away from you. He said, I don't care. Just so the gospel's being preached. It doesn't matter. Everybody came together and said, okay, December 25th. Man, we ought to give everybody a hand. One time in their life, everybody came together and said, okay. What about the other 364 days? And, and I'm not trying to be religious on you, but we're, we should give thanks every day. That we even have what we have. I'm excited that there are some that chose on a Sunday morning to keep the church open and to allow people to come and celebrate the birth of Christ. And I'm, I'm excited about some of that. That's that's wonderful. The part that disturbs me is when they go home. Thank God for Easter, right? We only have a few months that we do without God, and then we come back around to him in Easter. 
and then we do without him, and we come back around to him at Christmas. Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, that you present your bodies. A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Does that mean perfect? Mm -mm. Because you're not going to be perfect. And if you if you try to rely on being perfect and everything ready, it ain't going to happen. It's not all going to be perfect. Somebody's going to burn rolls, cakes. Oh, you burn a cake? See there? Perfection out the window. So the tree is perfect, but the cake ain't so good. I'm more concerned about the cake than I am. What is it that God will see today when he opens up you as a gift? I want you to think about it. I know this this wasn't about Bethlehem, and it wasn't about the shepherd boys, and I'm sorry. I stole Christmas. I should have preached to Dave when the Grinch outfit. I should have. Baby. That would work you over, wouldn't it? I got the Grinch outfit and preached Christmas. Isn't this his birthday? <laughs> Somewhat okay. At least we agreed that this would be the day. You give him a birthday gift. Is he delighted or is he disappointed? Because the only gift that you have that you can give him is you. Your tithe, your offering, that's not for him. As Debbie would say, he owns a thousand cow on the hills. He don't need your money. He wants your heart. He said, wherever you lay up your treasures, so shall your heart be. It's funny how he put all your money to your heart, didn't he? He tied everything financially to your heart. It's amazing. And people don't want you preaching about finance, but I'm trying to set you free. You keep holding on to the wallet. Michelle said the other day, you keep your fist closed, you can't get nothing in it, and you can't get nothing out of it. I don't know about you, but I don't want to walk around with a nickel in the palm of my hand for the rest of my life. I want somebody to put a 500 in there. Is he delighted? You're going to help me this morning. Is he delighted or is he disappointed? Have you ever thought about it? Not so much your actions, but your reactions, because you're giving out of action. Something's already happened that's causing a reaction from you. Did you get one? Okay.
I mean, we can't even do communion without somebody being greedy. Was she trying to take more than one? <laughs> Look, I just, I want you to lighten up, but I want you to, I really want you to understand the possibilities of God opening you. Can you imagine opening your birthday gift? You told everybody that you walked across, you told everybody the exact gift, the only one gift that I want this year. This is the only one gift that I want. And you opened up that one gift and it wasn't it. It could have been something really, really nice. But it brought disappointment. See, what we do, it, it, may be, it may be good actions, it may be good service, it, it, may, it may be the right thing to do at the moment, but is that really what God wanted you to do? So this morning what we're going to do, we're going to do communion, because we're going to do communion in remembrance of him. And all that he's done for us. And then after we do communion, then we're going to go home. And then we're going to think about for the rest of the day. If I was a gift to God. And he opened me today. Would he be delighted? Or would he be disappointed? Because you're his gift. And if today's his birthday, we're going to give him our gift. Us. Never coming back to church ever again on Christmas Day because the pastor. We've gotten the whole message twisted. We think it's all about what God gives us all the time. God, what do you have for me? What can you do for me? What have you done for me lately? What about what have we done for him? It's not about, you don't have to spend 40 hours in prayer a week. I'm not, you don't have to go without eating, thank God. We're just saying, what, what do I have to offer God? Maybe, maybe that will be the search for you this year. What, what is it that you have that you can give God? Maybe that will be a good search for you. That's your New Year's lie, I mean resolution. What do we have? You ever tried to buy that present for somebody that had everything? Boy, that's a miserable time. Everything you pick up ain't the right thing. Or, well, that's not going to be good enough. You ever been there? Think about that every time you dig in your pocket and you try to buy your way in. God looks at you and says, that ain't good enough. But I give to him still. Everything that you have. 
was given to you by him. He's not asking for any of it back. He's just asking for you. That's what means more to him. Can you imagine the man that knew no sin stepping out of glory to come down here to be born as a baby and get wrapped in some bloody, nasty milk rags and walk around with no bed to lay in, no pillow to lay his head, and he'd done it just so that he could make his way to the cross after being beaten and shattered, just so that he could one day look and say, Aaron, I did it for you. done it for you so we're going to think about Jesus and what he done for us and we're going to remember him in communion and then we're going to think real quick about what is it that I can give him and I narrowed it down for you this morning it's just you Yep, just you. But I ain't got anything to get. I know. Just give him you. But I don't know any. You don't just give him you. Well, I don't have any money. Just give him you. I can't preach. Just give him you. I can't sing, and I can't, but I give him me. The best that I can. And I'm still struggling. I don't think we'll ever perfect that either. You've got your bread. 